For about the next five minutes, we're going to talk about nutrition documentaries you can find on Netflix and pretty much nutrition documentaries in general. Um, I'm going to show you three reasons why you should probably not take what they say in these documentaries to heart and more or less use them as a jumping off point to explore a topic further. The first reason you should stop watching these documentaries is because they are movies meant for your entertainment. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I watch them. I find them entertaining. I don't necessarily find them educational. Um, they are specifically made to be like regular movies. They will have some catchy imagery for their cover photos and for their movie posters. They'll have a nice, exciting title like What the Health with a uh, hamburger that has pills instead of the meat in the middle. Something that really gonna, that's really going to draw you in to want to watch it. Just like if you're watching a superhero movie uh, during the summer. And one of the things I found from watching a lot of these nutrition and food documentaries on my own uh, is they all tend to follow a very similar format. I think this might be called a script if we're talking about uh, movies in general. They find a very specific topic to talk about. They ask a question about that topic or express a problem within that topic. They make the audience care about it by tugging on their heartstrings and making some more personal connections. They use some experts to provide um, confirmation of the problems and maybe give some solutions. The experts will also express some of their successes they've had with dealing with this problem or fixing the problem or providing clear evidence. Uh, this is the way uh, for years they've been doing it before all the new stuff messed it up, establishing that the old way was usually the better way and you know kind of as technology came along we've kind of ruined things. This is a, a very common theme within the nutrition documentaries. And then they'll show how uh, some of their personal successes, uh, some of the products they've made with them, and some of the clientele they've had and the success successes they have had to try and convince you that this is the way to do things. More or less creating a hero, um, being the, the way to eat or the foods to eat, uh, and the villain being pretty much everything else you've been told. Remember, if it wasn't exciting or seeming controversial in the first place, then you probably would not turn it on. Reason number two is because they are heavily biased and they have to be heavily biased in order to be set up like movies and be entertaining films for you to watch. If they weren't, then they would not be able to establish a narrative, a theme or direction for the film that can, you know, kind of give you some character development um, as well as uh, some expert advice in there. They wouldn't really have a direction for that unless they had a uh, topic or bias they want to focus on in the beginning of the movie. And to give you an example, we'll use the documentary Fed Up, uh, which is pretty popular in terms of documentaries goes. The main topic starts, about, starts out about the increase in obesity within the United States. Then the general subtopic is about the government involvement and role it's had in changing our nutrition. And then the major topic is how bad sugar is for us to consume. So they kind of narrow it down and they're going to focus on how bad sugar is and tell us why sugar is so bad. Now the problem with establishing this type of a bias for the movie kind of gives everyone the impression that this is the only solution that you have to solving all of the nutrition problems. And this is especially true when they bring on experts and facts to try and support their narrative uh, because all of the ones they're going to choose are going to be ones that have evidence or support that they agree with. They're not going to show any of the evidence or uh, research or findings or even just statistics that uh, contradict what their, what their narrative is trying to establish. 
And when you have such a strong confirmation bias or confirmed bias uh, in the film, it's going to be difficult for you to find a way to deliver the information to the audience that is displayed without that bias. And the film starts to look like um, the common saying that if you only have a hammer as your tool, then everything becomes a nail, where they kind of narrow everything down into solving the problem by just changing this one very specific thing. And that's a very misleading thing to give to your audience in terms of a solution. And lastly, the biggest problem I find with documentaries is that they don't have a, a standard necessarily on the information that they have to present as being factual or without bias. Um, these nutrition documentaries tend to blend together pretty uh, romantically, I would say, uh, a mixture of opinions, theories, statistics, assumptions, and uh, you know some some well-researched facts. But they don't really uh, give you a good um, separation of what is opinion and what is actually fact. Um, even with some of the experts that they bring on, uh, they don't necessarily distinguish their points of view versus what research and statistics will say in. Uh, in their statements. And when these experts, doctors, and advocates um, don't necessarily distinguish between opinion and fact, it's very difficult for the producers to do so themselves since most of them uh, don't have an understanding of the subject matter outside of what they uh, are biased about in, in the beginning. Uh, so it's going to be tough for them to present information that is not heavily skewed or already debunked in terms of um, scientific studies that might have been done years ago or differences in opinions that are clearly just um, opinions and not based in any fact whatsoever. So you get kind of that uh, support from them because they don't understand uh, what's good or what's bad. In more obvious scenarios this is something that's a little bit easier to see. Uh, for instance if you're talking about two sports teams and their fan base uh, specifically the Red Sox versus the Yankees, if you put a group of Red Sox fans in a room together, they're going to say and support each other that the Red Sox are the best team in the MLB. Where, and you do the same thing for the Yankees fans, you put them in a room together, they're going to agree with each other in saying that the Yankees are the best team in the league also. Now, neither one may be factually correct, but each group is going to agree with their fans or with their friends because they're talking to an audience that already agrees with them. And those people are more or less expressing opinions instead of stating actual fact. And at the end of the day, these are movies. Again, they are not educational films uh, meant to strictly present facts. They're meant to, you know, kind of rile up uh, your emotions a little bit and, you know, hopefully get you to make a change towards what the movie was trying to preach. Uh, and Within our field, there's already enough confusion on what is good nutrition and what is good food choices already. So if they are meant for entertainment, um, really heavily biased, and not structured to be educational, are they really something that's benefiting you in, in your fitness journey or your clients' fitness journeys uh, in the long run? Uh, I'm going to say no, and I would suggest that you stop watching them as such. Now, I'm not saying you can't watch these documentaries in general, um, but if you do end up watching them, just remember that the overall message that they'll be trying to get across to you is going to be biased. Take a lot of the facts with a you know metaphorical grain of salt 
uh, investigate any of the bold claims uh, that they kind of bring up before actually believing them. Um, no matter how convincing they might seem, you might want to look into them a little bit further. Um, look for the simple and the small messages that are often overlooked pieces of value in these documentaries. Usually the, they do present some, some good info in there. Uh, for example, with Fed Up, uh, the documentary about the sugar industry and, uh, you know, regardless of how good or bad sugar is for you. Uh, they did bring up some of the information about industry lobbying groups uh, and their role in influencing um, public perception of a product or ingredient. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that I wasn't uh, particularly aware of, even though, you know, you kind of think about it. It wasn't something I was particularly aware of it happened years ago. Um, so I found that to be insightful and in looking into that further, um, regardless of how I felt about the other information established in the documentary. Um, and the same thing with um, the documentary in that sugar film, I believe it's called. Um, you now know you should probably look at nutrition labels instead of assuming something is healthy because that documentary just showed how um, things that might seem healthy or say are healthy or, or anything like that are actually you know pretty filled with uh, sugar and you might not have known it. I'm not necessarily saying sugar is bad from my perspective, uh, but it's just something you can be a little more mindful of when you go shopping and looking for things that are in line with your goals and helping your clients find items that are in line with their goals also. So that's it. That's how I'm going to wrap up today. I hope you enjoyed. I'm going to link one of my articles that I wrote about this topic, kind of discussing some of the things a little bit more in depth. It is called Food and Nutrition Documentaries, How to Tell the Good Ones from the Bad and Get the Most Out of Each One You Watch. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Um, let me know what you think.